0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. Uh, This I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is season 4, episode 164 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. Covering the week of June the 13th to June the 19th. uh, 1 Samuel chapters 8 to 10, 13, and 15 to 18. And today we're looking in chapter 15, uh, where we have Saul fall further uh, in his own um, standing before the Lord. So he's given very clear instructions by the Lord through Samuel in verse 2 of chapter 15, saying, um, well, in verse 3, Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not. But uh, so this is a direction. A direction by the Lord, similar to how uh, other leaders of the Israelites have had in the past, to remove uh, a civilization from their midst. Um, the purpose of this, of course, may seem rather brutal and uh, uh, excessive for us today. Um, but remember at this time that this is a very different world. We're not probably not talking about a complete eradication of all all individuals. We're talking more an eradication of the civilization uh, and a removal of them from the presence of the Israelites so that they could um, live in that area and focus their efforts and worships towards the Lord rather than um, their um, enemies like idols and gods and things like that. We've seen that happen a few times now in, in um, in this record. So Saul and his army go and do that. Um, but they don't um do what the Lord asked them to. They destroy all the people with the edge of the sword, but they keep the king alive, and they take the best of the flocks of the sheep, the oxen, the lambs, uh, and did not uh, and did, and did not remove all of that uh, from their presence. Um, the Lord is displeased with this because of course his instruction was very clear. Uh, And what I love in verse 11, actually, is that um, it says, And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. So we see here that Samuel is is just, he really does care. He cares about Saul. He wants him to follow the Lord's command. He wants him to do what the Lord has asked him. He wants him to prosper. But he sees that Saul is taking actions and decisions to himself despite receiving direction, specific direction from the Lord as to what to do. Um, And then, not only that, uh, in verse 13, when Samuel comes to meet him, uh, it says, And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandments of the Lord. We know that he didn't, um, and that there was a reason for that, and he'll go into this now. Uh, Samuel asks him, "Well, I, I can hear, you know, the the flocks and the sheep and the oxen." Um, and in verse fifteen is an interesting response by Saul. He says, "They have brought they have brought them from the Amalekites. Amal- 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 uh, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed." Now, this is interesting because that response, on the face of it, seems quite um rational uh, and reasonable uh, that you know they they did save the something um from what they were told to destroy to sacrifice to the lord but if you think about the process of what a sacrifice is uh, to sacrifice of course means to make holy to sacrifice means to give something up so that we may become closer to the lord uh this was not them giving something up this was them seeing um, possessions of other people that they were told to destroy and to to get rid of, Uh, but they saved it so that basically they would not have to sacrifice the first things of their own flocks, the best things of their own flocks. It would then not be a sacrifice at all. Um, It would be a um, a convenient resource, meaning that they won't have to sacrifice anything. Um, Robert uh, Robert D. Hales taught Saul did not follow the Lord's commandments he practiced what I call selective obedience relying on his own wisdom he spared the life of King Agag and brought back the best of the sheep, oxen and other animals Saul excused himself by blaming others saying the people had kept the animals in order to make sacrifices to the Lord finally Saul confessed saying I have sinned for I have transgressed the commandments of God and thy words because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Because Saul did not hearken with exactness, because he chose to be selectively obedient, he lost the opportunity and the agency to be king. My brothers and sisters, are we hearkening with exactness to the voice of the Lord and his prophets? Or like Saul, are we practicing selective obedience and fearing the judgments of men? Close quote. It isn't specifically said in the scriptures here whether Saul gave the command to keep the things and bring them back, or whether the people just took that decision to themselves. But he certainly, if he saw that was happening, could have made a decision there and then to end that. But he didn't, Uh, and so then we get uh, the response from Samuel. Uh, And he reminds Saul that he was little in his own sight, that he was humble, that he was anointed king uh, by the Lord, and he was directed by the Lord, but he has not obeyed the voice of the Lord. And this is now on, on, on repeated occasions. Uh, He is taking actions to himself. He is being prideful in a number of ways. He is more concerned about what other people think of him than obeying the Lord. And that's when we get this famous verse, which uh, in verse 22, um, Samuel says, although actually I'd like to point out that before Samuel says this, Saul then answers back and argues that he has obeyed the voice of the Lord, that he has done what he's asked, but the people have taken a spoil. Uh, to sacrifice to the Lord. So he isn't really listening and he, well, he isn't really being very um, remorseful or, or recognising what he has done. And so Samuel says, Have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to hearken on the fat of rams. Um this is a well-known scripture. It's something which uh, reminds us about the need for obedience, the need to um, follow the the directions of the Lord. Um, Elder El- El- Milton R. Hunter said, quote, "I would that every last day saint would place deeply that statement in in his heart and keep there forever. Furthermore, I would that every member of from this time forward would repeat every few days." Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice. And obedience is even better than the wealth of this world or than any other position or honour that mortal man can bestow upon us. Best of all, our attainments, therefore, is to obey the voice of the Lord in all things and at all times. Close quote. We have directions from the Lord. We have specific things that we are to do. Um, we have things which we are... Told to do, to obey the voice of the Lord, and we are asked to repent when we make mistakes. Of course, we're not going to be perfectly, exactly obedient at all times. No one will be, but we have um, we have faith and repentance available to us. We have um, things put in place, such as the sacraments, to help us to be renewed and to renew our covenants to make sure that we are um, on the right track. But um, Saul was not uh, willing to do this and so uh, he is told that he is to be removed as king Uh, and in verse samuel 16 samuel goes about to find this successor to find the person who would be uh, the king and and over uh, overtake the throne in time not necessarily straight away Uh, saul is not you know not made king from that moment forth um but notice before we go into chapter 16 uh, in verse 35 of uh, chapter 15, it says, And Samuel came no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, <clears throat> and the Lord repented that he had made Saul king over Israel. Now notice here that uh, the Joseph Smith translation says, The Lord rent the kingdom from Saul, when he, whom he had made king over Israel. Basically, the use of the word repent here doesn't mean the Lord said sorry uh, or, or you know, uh, re- repented in the sense of what we think of as repent, but actually in the sense that the word repent means to change, uh, which is also what we, what we have been taught uh, recently by President Russell M. Nelson, that repentance means a change of way in which you work. And so the Lord, after giving Saul many chances, changes his direction. And as we will find out in chapter 16 now, uh, goes and uh, sends Samuel to... Uh, to find the king who will be the next king after Saul so thank you so much for joining us Uh, over the last couple of days we'll see the the calling of David and probably what is the first uh, significant event uh, that we see with David uh, after he is anointed as the next king of Israel thank you so much uh, for sharing this time with us today please share your thoughts on what you studied on the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me Uh, and until we meet again